Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is Jason. I got David here. We've yes. done a few on our own, and I was fine with it. David was not. Um, he he just—I'm his security blanket. Anyway, uh, what we want to talk about today is how to fuel momentum in your business, and not just your business, but your life, your relationships, everything like that. And and you know, hats off to Craig Groeschel. His leadership podcast is a great one. I listened to it. And he talked about the four factors that fuel momentum. And so a lot of what he talked about kind of got me thinking about uh, momentum and got David thinking. And so we put together some things for you. And uh, we want to talk about what it is that is going to help you gain and keep momentum in your business. So Craig gave us a great structure. We're going to give you the four keys from Craig Rochelle on momentum and the, the things that actually steal momentum as well. But what we're going to do is we're going to actually throw some biblical teeth onto this. So he, he did a really fast one. He didn't dive into all of this stuff. Um, but uh, we're going to jump into some scripture and say like, okay, exactly how do we become expert owners with this great momentum grid that Dr. Craig has given us? Okay, so uh, first, let's talk about momentum. Think about momentum. It's when the energy, and I don't have an exact definition for you, but it's when the energy that you expended at the beginning, you don't have to expend even close to that amount in the present. Jim Collins calls that the doom loop. Imagine yeah. yourself like in this monstrous steel cylinder, almost like a, a, a gerbil on a wheel, hamster on a wheel. Yeah. And you can't move that thing. Your whole body's no, in it. And that's not the doom loop. It. That's the flywheel. Or the flywheel. But still, it creates a doom loop. <laughs> creates a doom loop. Um, but you're you're trying to you're dead level best to get this thing to move, and then finally it moves just a little bit, and then you just keep running up to the edge of the you know you're inside the wheel, and you just keep running as best you possibly can to get up the wheel so that it moves some more, and finally it starts to move a little more, and then a little more, and then yeah. a little more, and then over time it starts spinning so fast you jump out and it's just spinning. Yeah, that flywheel's rolling. That's called momentum. And that's what you want in your business. Most of the rocket fuel is spent um, in takeoff. And, but you got to get up and you got to get to where it, it, it now starts to run itself. And so that, if that's the goal where we want to be in our business, in our relationships, and in our life, well, then we've got to recognize that there are some factors that are going to stop momentum. Um, what is that? Because once you realize what stops momentum, then we can move on to what fuels momentum. Okay. Here's what stops momentum doing what's known, safe, easy, and comfortable. Yeah. I really like how Craig came up with that because it's true. I felt that in my own life, known, safe, easy, comfortable, even in the, in, in, when I'm trying my dead level best to hit certain health goals, I can pivot back to known, safe, easy, comfortable. And that's exactly what Tony Dungy used to say with his players. And he said the only way that he could get his guys to do uh, to, to continue to move forward with the, the proper game plan, he said we had to drill, 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 drill to a point where 
when they got into a game situation where the adrenaline was high, they didn't default back to what was known or what was safe or easy or comfortable. They defaulted back to their training. It's like they they were so trained. And, and I like the way that Eric Beck has said before, how do you know when you're trained? It's when you don't need discipline to do the thing anymore. Mm. Right? You don't need discipline to do it. It just, it's, it's trained. It's what I try to teach my boys. They love watching football. But I'm like, when, if they're going to pan to, you know, the cheerleaders or whatever, and they're doing all this stuff, you just train yourself to turn your head from the TV, right? And then you get to a point where now we're watching football and all of a sudden they show the cheerleaders and me and the boys, we just kind of meet eyes. It's like, you didn't need discipline for that. It just happened. That's what momentum looks like. So in your business, when you have, you've got vision, you've got mission, you've got systems in place and all of these things, then all of a sudden you start losing money or you have a, a bad event, or you have um, where uh, an employee quits and it leaves you in a tough situation, don't just default back to what's known, safe, easy, and comfortable. Continue to move forward no matter how difficult it is. Because God is working behind the scenes. This is the key. The Lord knows you, loves you, called you for a purpose, whether you own your business or whether uh, you're working for somebody. There is a purpose in your job. And so sometimes when things happen, especially bad things happen, God is able, Romans 8, 28, to work it for good because you love him and you're called according to his purpose. So you can trust him. You don't have to just pivot back. You got to ask yourself, okay, this is creating pressure. But remember, pressure in God's kingdom is a privilege. What good is going to come from this? Now, sometimes going back to what is known is, is, is actually a good move, but that cannot be your first pivot. You got to pause Look and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing? And are you using this to make us better? Are you using this to put someone else in this place? Are you using this for us to create a little bit more efficiencies out of our existing employees instead of filling that role and the responsibility with someone else? You just never know. You just got to ask the Lord first. So those four things are going to stop your momentum. Known, safe, easy, comfortable. Now, there are four factors that lead to momentum. These are exactly from Craig, and I just loved them so much. I didn't want to change them. I didn't want to add to them, but David and I are going to build on this foundation of these four pillars. Let me go ahead and give them to you. If you want momentum in your business, it's got to be ignited by vision, activated by faith, supported by systems, sustained by grit. Ignited by vision, activated by faith, supported by systems, and sustained by grit. Let's think vision first. Habakkuk 2. Mm-hmm. What is that verse? It says, What's it say? Yeah, write write it down. Write the vision down. Write it down. Make it clear. Write it on tablets. Make it clear so that he who reads it can run. 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 It's keeping that vision. The clearer the vision, the fewer the options, the easier the decision, says Andy Stanley in his book, 20 year, 25 years ago, visioneering. It's such a great thing. The clearer the vision, the, the fewer the options, which is going to make your decision easier. So your vision has to be locked and loaded. What is it that you are trying to accomplish? David and I, in our book, Expert Ownership, we talk about a personal vision and a corporate vision or a professional vision. The personal is um, where, and both of them have the same sentence. I want to so that. I want to blank so that blank. What is that? David and I, before we started our business, we wanted to be financially free so that we could speak and write so that we can do what we're doing right now. That was our personal vision. Our professional vision was that we were going to be the largest, uh, we, we specialized in foreclosures, foreclosure brokerage in the country so that we could 
breathe life into cities across the country. And that was specific to our pro-life stand. It was, that was our vision. Just so when we operated uh, our real estate company back in the early 2000s and we grew to 100 locations in 35 different states, guess what we were doing in those locations? Not everyone, but in a lot of those locations, we were doing everything we could to have a pro-life presence in those same places where we had a professional presence. And so the, at least that was the goal. That was the vision. Of course, you know, the vision was big. We didn't accomplish it all exactly as we wanted to, but still that was the vision and that kept us moving forward. So that's vision, but it's not just ignited by vision. It's also activated by faith. When your faith intersects with God's faithfulness, guess what you get? Testimony. And there's nothing stronger than testimony. We have this dichotomy in the church and it's been around for a while, but now we're there's lots of uh, leaders that are bringing voice to this. There is no sacred secular divide. In other words, it's not just my work. I'm just grinding at the nine to five. You know, work was not a result of the fall. And that's what a lot of people believe is the work is just the grind. Well, no, work is not a result of the fall. Work is part of the image of God. He created us to work. Mm-hmm. He created Adam and put him in the garden to cultivate, which means to acquire and develop the resources that God put into the ground. Now, when sin entered the world, work became difficult. So the the goal is not to go back to what's known, safe, easy, comfortable, and just be, you know, live a, a super easy life or just do a job that's easy for you. The goal is to create, allow that pressure to develop. You take your take your your personality and your talents and create skills that become valuable. And when you create skill sets that become valuable, profit follows that. That's your work. That's what sustains you. But the thing is, is that it's not a secular calling to work. It is a sacred calling to work. Your work is worship. We have three paradigms. If you know Christ, you're a a minister, you're on mission, and your work is worship. That's why when it says to be activated by faith, we're not talking about just some rando faith. We're not talking about blind faith or faith in the vision of your company. No, we're talking at expert ownership. We're talking about faith in in jesus who is the christ he loves you his spirit is in you his word is true it's real and having quiet time with the lord and bringing all of your professional concerns to the lord and building your company or creating your job or doing your work as unto the lord is biblical it's colossians 3 ephesians chapter 6 and when you do that you have supernatural power and not only do you have power but you really have peace yeah, that's the key. When you incorporate, you don't really incorporate your faith because I mean that's grammatically incorrect. But yeah. you know, just so that everybody understands, we do incorporate our faith. We don't di- di- divorce it away from our work. Yeah, your faith is why you are successful. When David and I talk about launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success, it's all about being faith-filled. It's like your business partner is God. He's the majority owner, but he's made you managing partner. Now, how are you going to treat him? That's where listening prayer comes in. So four factors that fuel momentum. First, it's ignited by vision. Second, it's activated by faith. Third, it's supported by systems. This is so important that you've got to have systems in your life. You've got to have systems in your business. You can actually have systems in your relationship. For Tori and I, when my business was going hot and heavy, every single Friday I came home at 4 o'clock. We had a babysitter that showed up at 4.30. We were at date night by 5, stayed out till 9, Right? Like that was a system. It was, it just happened. 
A series of steps. A series of steps to achieve a result. So what is the result? You're going to get that from your vision. What's the result? Now create the series of steps. My boys, I taught them, you know, they want uh, D1 scholarships. My oldest son got it. Uh, my youngest son is shooting for it. My youngest daughter is shooting for a D1 volleyball scholarship. And I tell them, what do you want to achieve? I want to, you know, I want a D1 scholarship. Okay. Picture yourself sitting at the table, signing the letter of intent. Camera people are around. Picture yourself there. Okay. There you're signing it. All right. Now, what are the steps you're going to take to achieve that? Let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. That's your system. It's the process. It's the series of steps. So a goal written down. No, no, no. Wait. A dream written down. Becomes a goal. Goal. A, a goal broken down. Becomes a plan. That's what becomes your system. It's your process. It's the steps you're going to take. Now, in your business, it's important for you to recognize, don't think too systematic in terms of you have to create this complex system to run your business or whatever. Keep it you are going to run your business by systems, by design or default. Your design should be simple. Very simple. Dr. John Gall, who wrote the book Systematics, he said all complex systems derive from simple systems. So all all complex systems that work derived from simple systems that work. So start with simple systems and create it. What is the goal you want to achieve? Now, what are the steps that we're going to move forward to achieve those? Okay. And if you need help on systems, get our book Expert Ownership or join us at expertownership.com, our owner suite, where you get our course that takes you through our four steps of creating systems, where you break things down into silos, segments, stacks, and steps. And you'll get the cheat sheets and all the stuff that we got for you there. You will love that with systems. So what is it to fuel momentum? It's got to be ignited by vision, activated by faith, supported by systems, and finally sustained by grit. And I love this because... uh, 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 there's this um, a karate, tra- no, 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 jujitsu trainer was talking to Groeschel and and he's a black belt jujitsu guy and Groeschel's trying to get his black belt. And he, he uh, Groeschel asked, how do you get your black belt? Like, what's it take? And he said, a black belt is a white belt that never quit. Mm. And I love that. It's so true. Well, how are you never going to quit? David and I call it the trifecta of wealth. We can call it the trifecta of success. We can call it whatever we want, but there are three keys to grit. Discipline, diligence, determination. Discipline, doing what you don't want to do in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish. That's discipline. Diligence, the consistent application of discipline, even when you can't see the result. Did you catch that? Discipline is doing what you don't want to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Diligence is the consistent application of discipline to your life, to your business, even when you can't see the results. Well, how are you going to do that? Through the third, determination. How bad do you want it? What is it that's inspiring you to continue to move forward? And guess what that will be? Your vision. That's right. See how these are all tied in? This is how you're going to get momentum in your life. This is how you're going to get momentum in your business. It's going to be ignited by vision. It's going to be activated by faith. So you will have a testimony. It will be supported by systems. And ultimately, it's going to be sustained by grit. And that grit incorporates discipline, diligence, and determination. And when you do that, listen, you are going to see momentum in your business and in your life and in your relationships. 
This is strong stuff. That's good, Jason. All right, well. That wasn't me. I came in, and I was like, all right, let's hit this podcast. He goes, dude, we got to do this one with Craig Grush. I know, and man. I had listened to it a couple of weeks ago. But you know what? David and I, we we do, I listen to podcasts. Uh, and so all the time. One of the things that I do on my Beauty and Battle Marriage podcast is Tori and I will read stuff from really smart people on relationships, and we're like, let's talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, of and course. So David and I, I want to do that more. Hey, there's nothing new under the sun. Solomon mm-hmm. said that, man. You, you think you got all wisdom. Heck no. But let me let me pivot for a second. Um, David, I want you to tell the folks about an yeah. idea that David and I just had, and we're going oh. to start allowing, and we're going to open up to something we've actually never done before, but we think it's going to be really but cool. But it's not an idea. It's just something that actually came to us because of a that, need. That's an idea. Of a need. No, 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 no. listen. It's actually a need that we already have yeah. seen, and it really helps momentum. So for, for, for men, business leaders, or I mean, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're a, maybe a C-suite or an executive or something, Jason and I have, over the last couple of years, we are traveling the country speaking in a lot of different locations. And when Jason and I do it, we're flying. And there are a couple of guys that have reached out to us and said, hey, man, I want to go with you. So we, they fly to Charlotte. Jason and I meet up with them at Charlotte. We jump on the flight. We head to either New York, L.A., Dallas, Boston, wherever the event may be. And you just come and spend a day and a half with us and uh, we'll be on the flight together. Ask us anything. We'll workshop your business. We'll talk about marriage, family, relationships, professional development, health, whatever it may be. And we will eat good food. We'll hang out and you get a hotel room. You get all your food, all that stuff. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Your flight taken care of. So come back into the green room with us, meet whoever we're speaking with. And then we just spend Spend the evening together, and uh, you'll be our guest of honor. You'll be our VIP with Jason and me, and then it's basically an AMA. Ask me anything. Ask us anything. You get you get two brothers, and uh, and you get our undivided attention. And, and then the next day, we get up, smack some breakfast, but first, we work out together. Yeah, we do. Then we'll hit some breakfast. Then we'll hit the plane, fly back to Charlotte, and then you head home. We head back to our place, and uh, it's been incredibly effective. So if that's something you're interested in, you can reach out to us. Um, expertownership.com or Jason. No, don't go, just go to John. Yeah, go straight to John, you know, our director, John at expertownership.com. So J O H N at expertownership.com. Reach out directly to him. You see, David and I, we don't have some website for this or <laughs> anything like that. We're all like, hey, come hang out. You want to hang out? Come have an experience it's, it's with a, us. But it's only for dudes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, we've probably only got about five or six that we'll do. So if you want in, Reach out to John at Expert Ownership. He can give you some details. So this in the meantime... So momentum. Recap momentum real quick just so we can have it. Yes. The four factors that are going to stop it is doing what's known, safe, easy, uncomfortable. And the four factors that are going to fuel it. Thank you, Craig Rochelle, for coming up with this. Ignited by vision, activated by faith, supported by systems, and sustained by grit. In grit, it's being disciplined, diligent, and determined. Awesome. And that is it. Now listen, please... Uh, share this podcast out, not not just this episode, but our podcast. And if you haven't already rated or reviewed it or subscribed to it, please do that. That helps us. And um, okay, Jason, we got to do own it or loan it, and then we'll leave. Ho- okay. Hokas. Oh, actually, those are pr- probably own it. I would have said loan it probably maybe ten years ago, but own it. Now that my feet hurt, it's it's important to own. Okay, us. so you own it. Yeah, I own it too. I bought a pair. I never thought I would, but I did. Trey Shineman our fearless buddy that handles our media. Uh, I saw him wearing Hocus. He's like, dude, these are the best things ever happened to me. So we'll be 48 in October, by the way, folks. And uh, 
I'm like, uh, I think I, I walk every day with my wife. So I'm like, babe, my feet, I don't know that I'm going to make it much longer. So she's like, you got to buy those hokas. I said, no, I can't. And then I tried them on and I was like, okay, yeah, Trey, he was right. So I own it too. There you go. Good. We're getting old. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. God bless you. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really, really feeling it, put it in your left hand, right hand, throw it up and hit it.